Ain't nobody getting in the club right now. Ain't nobody getting in the club right now. I'm Jody with my name is Jody. And I got my boys with me. We gonna let us up through him. And we gonna buy the bar. And we gonna go up. No, no, no. We for the ACL. We better represent VIP. Who your boys? Bone crusher. Y'all check it. Call Lil C's. Tell that motherfucker to bring me some motherfucking weed from the hospital. Man. Fuck that. Tell that reporter to go pick up 10,000 from Dez and go pick up about like 20 G's from Gino. Tell that motherfucker to get this nigga next door up out of here. That nigga be snoring all night. I can't sleep. And call that big butt nurse with the long hair to come suck my dick. Bad boy, baby. Come on. The doctor said I need about three weeks of recovery. But the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half. Feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge bath. Nigga say I died dead in the streets. Nigga, I'm getting high, getting head on the beach. Chilling, sitting on about half a million. With all my niggas, all my guns, all my women. Next two years, got to see about a billion. All for the love of drug dealers. Got no love for the other side. Fuck them tricks. Any repercussions, Junior Mafia spit clips all the time. Big Papa kicks the war around. Raw flows, and that's how it goes. Good afternoon, brother. Taste and tranquility. All that good stuff. Good afternoon, my brother. How you doing on this marvelous day that God has passed us? Uh, creation. You can do a little bit better than that now. <clears throat> come on, come on. How you doing, my brother, on this marvelous day that our gracious God has allowed us life on his wonderful creation? How you doing, brother? I'm a little upset. Let me tell you why I'm upset. <laughs> Holler at me. Holler at me, G. Because I came home to a dark, cold, empty apartment. Mm. Sitting here asking myself, Wood, when is it going to become a thing where I come into a lit, warm, cozy apartment? I done had to sit here and fix myself some need. I'm like, where is my wife? Somebody I can come, come home to a nice home cooked meal. I'm talking about that type of good cooking where you smell that coming up the steps in your driveway. Whatever it is that you got going on for yourselves, and I just became so emotional. <laughs> Come on, brother. So this, this is me playing for any reasonably attractive female that has more of her ducks <laughs> in a row than not that are that are supporters of myself. Wood, Zach, other contemporaries that have joined us on this podcast. You can add me. I'm very accessible at Maddie Ams on Twitter, at Maddie underscore Ams on Instagram, although I am rarely on there. Because a brother like me is tired of coming to a house. I want to come into a home like my Uncle Luther has said. Come a on. house is definitely come not a home. Come on. Come on, shout out to Luther, my favorite song, Bottom Man. Absolutely. The great, legendary Luther Vandross. All my brothers, so tonight we are here to celebrate another legendary figure within our culture. Come on. This is the first opportunity that I've had with you to politic about everything that has, you know, transpired with, you know, this. This tragedy, man. Uh, I want to go back because I think as of Sunday, that made it three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I want to know, when you, how did you receive the news? Okay. <clears throat> so, I was actually traveling. And, uh, I contacted, I contacted one of my little, one of my little cousins who was at work, and I was gonna stop in and holler at him. In the meantime, of me doing that, 
um, I was actually, it was ironic because I was actually um, getting ready to actually call you. So I talked to him for a little while, and I got a text message from a coworker of mine that said that said that TMZ had just reported uh, the tragic accident um, that involved Kobe, the other non-passengers, his daughter, and everyone. So something this great in this magnitude, the first person I called was actually you, because if anybody knew anything about Kobe Bryant, it would have been you. Uh, with him being your favorite basketball player for so many years. Thank you. He's fan. And so, and so when when uh, when I had called you, and I could just hear in your voice that you wasn't trying to believe it, I knew um, it was more to it than just what Team Z was putting out. And that's essentially I went off of how you received it when I called you. After I felt that, you know, how you had felt about it, then I, I I believe that, you know, it was actually indeed true. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I was saying, as even three weeks later, you know, it it's very difficult to come to grips with. Um, did you get an opportunity to catch the memorial service that they had today out in L.A.? I listened to... Michael Jordan, I listened to Shaq. I didn't listen to his wife. I didn't listen to uh, anyone else's. I tell you, man. Rob, I think I didn't listen to his either. I tell you, brother. You know, MJ rarely does any kind of public speaking. Yeah, that's true. To see that man reduced to tears that we all know very sincere, very genuine. You know, if anyone, if anyone is to legitimately be compared to Michael, it is and has been, you know, Kobe. So I just feel... Well, I would go as far as to say that Kobe was our Michael Jordan of our decade. Um, simply based on how much he imitated his game. And I believe, albeit that there were contemporaries of his that were great and they respected right, I do believe that after Mike kind of phased away from the game, that Kobe was the guy that took the baton from him. And I would agree. And then we know that, you know, LeBron, you know, followed suit after Kobe, you know, just what they call, you know, generational greats, what have you. But uh, to see that, man, to see Mike reduced to tears, man, and it it was very touching, bro, Uh, very touching. I really felt that. And as a fan of both of us. I did, too. I could could really appreciate that because, again, that man is – as powerful as he is and as much of a influence, profound influence he could have if he, you know, elected to do more public speaking and to make himself, you know, more accessible, not to slander him. No, but, you know, just, you know, that kind of, it just, it was, it was great to see him and, and hear from him, you know, despite the circumstances, but for him to say things like, you know, Kobe would call him and text him at all types of hours of the night and early morning, asking questions pertaining to basketball and other things about how he was more so like a thorn and badgering Michael for a relationship and things. And he came to appreciate that, you know, not to derail the conversation, but I know a lot of people say that uh, Mike doesn't really take to LeBron because he doesn't really see himself and LeBron, but he sees himself up and down, literally, in Kobe. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that was very touching, bro, to hear him speak like that of him. Very touching. Yeah. I, I, I watched I that thing. I was fixing to get off of work, and there was not a dry eye that I had, bro. And I, and I can believe that. I can believe that. Um, it's no, it's no surprise 
since the first day of the podcast, me and you have went back and forth with Michael, with George, uh, with Kobe, and with uh, LeBron. And I've been on record. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not breaking headlines. Everybody know I am not a Jordan fan at all. I am not. I am not. Um, I've said countless times he's not on my Mount Rushmore. That I would put Kobe ahead of him on my Mount Rushmore, even though he uh, looked at Jordan for his game. But um, I will say that I am glad that Jordan did step out and speak. Uh, as he did concerning Kobe, um, it, it showed a different side of Jordan, a side that he should have shown um, years from now. Like he just hasn't. And, you know, I'm I'm glad that we at least got to see that from his point of view. Uh, I think Kobe would have been proud to have um, heard them things. And uh, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a wonderful ceremony. It was yeah. a wonderful ceremony. I, I like you, brother. I, I really didn't. I got excerpts of Shaq's part, then watching in totality. I really couldn't come to grips with even clicking on the YouTube link that would have taken me to, you know, view what his wife had said. I just, I mm-hmm. couldn't make it. <laughs> I really couldn't make it that far. I barely got through Mike's part. Barely got through that. Um, you know, I didn't watch his wife's uh, segment, but I did read some of the things that she did say during her speech. Yes, I have selected some of those things in the afterwards. I, I know what comes with that. We know what comes with losing someone very yes. dear And uh, just, to, just to share. And not just him, but, but their daughter as well. Yes, and the other the other victims. Definitely uh, um, to share something, I remember when my grandmama had passed, and uh, as I was hovering over the casket <laughs> with her, obviously, the open casket, and I just, I don't know what overcame me, but I just want to let the people know that you were right there behind me. I think I almost, like, passed out, and you, like, caught me <laughs> before, you know, I hit, I hit the floor. Um, so I, yeah, I could only imagine what uh, what she's been going through, you know, since that <laughs> that Sunday three weeks ago. Uh, but enough of the somber <laughs> somber feelings. It's like I said, it's still difficult to grasp. But um, I know LeBron is your guy, <laughs> and you know, well deserved. Well, uh, well deserved. So, King Go. James. Go, James. Go, man. Go, man. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Shout out to, to Unc. Shout out to Shannon Sharp, who came on Undisputed with the goat mask with the club Shay Shay Sean that said Goat James under it. Shout out to him because he knows the truth. <clears throat> or at least he consistent. At least he consistent. I just know that there's been a lot. I said, no, I said, at least he consistent. That was my setup for people that have came on the bandwagon or for those people like Gail King and others who have elected to want to come out the woodwork and and slander Kobe name and his, you know, untimely Mm. demise that we just are not going to tolerate. I know that Snoop is somebody that we both, you know, have, uh, and we enjoy Snoop's music and everything. It kind of upset me that he doubled down on what he said to, you know, Gail King. But I also can respect it because in this day and age of social media, you can have somebody that admires Snoop Dogg so great to where he may, he or she may have taken him up on that and uh, maybe wanted to, you know, do some things to, you know, that that woman, I remember seeing Oprah come on and she was reduced to tears for how, you know, close she is with Gail King and what, you know, state of mind she was in after you had people coming after her. But um, it really was disappointing. Okay, let me ask you this. Why is it that we tend to look at the negative about somebody once they have passed versus 
looking at if there was anything negative about the man, why didn't we wait till he passed instead of saying anything while he was still living? Well, I, I'll be like... Because I, I tend to see this a lot in our community, which is the black community. Yeah. <laughs> because in the minds of so many people, it's corny to show love. It's corny to give people their flowers and things, to get praise and affirmation and things of that nature. Open, you know, affirmation and affinity and affection. You just don't want to be looked at as being corny or weak because of our background and our roots and things. You know, we all have, you know, macho-like personalities, and we tend to go about things differently because of, you know, our history or whatnot. But I just... Don't understand the angle for people like her. And I read, got like school officials that, you know, had been dismissed or penalized because of comments made on like social networks and things condemning Kobe for that rape case. Even more recently, over All Star Weekend, for Charles Barkley to come out his mouth and say what he said about him. I said, Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Y'all treat this as if this is an open case still in 2020 when all of this occurred in what, like 03, 04, 05, one of them years? And he was well, acquitted. Acquitted. It just means, to me, if you, if you want to come out and say something about the man after he has passed, and in the tragic way that it happened, then what does that say about when he was living? Was you scared to come out and say something new? What you mean you had to do it now? That just it doesn't it doesn't excite me. You don't look you don't look like you've done anything. Word. And I don't respect it. So that really did that disappointed me. And Charles Barkley more so because it's like you are one of the greatest players that's ever laced up a pair of kicks. <laughs> and you definitely are a, a public figure and you have a personality mm-hmm. that people follow, they enjoy, they've enjoyed you post, you know, career, basketball career, which you being on the airwaves and things. So for you to say in short that he was no hero, I mean, but that's, that's so cliche because everybody got, you know, a pair. But it's like, what, what, is what, what is the motive? You know, what is the motive? But anyway, bro, I really, I really got you on this line to celebrate, you know, Kobe, because um, I find myself getting angry, and this is not what I had intended this show to be about. So I know, like I said, I know. Because if we being know, technical, ain't nobody said nothing about Charles Barkley spitting on them phones when he was playing, but we ain't here for it. <laughs> We ain't oh, here for I, all that. I, 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 that, um, show, that show, that show, hey, if you spitting on somebody, you got no class at all. You low. Oh, I, know Le- <laughs> I know LeBron is your guy. But like you said, man, when we was kids, you know, Kobe, Kobe was that guy. Def- well, one of them guys, definitely, you know, one of them guys most definitely. But when, when you think of his Legendary career, like give me some of your like favorite Kobe moments. Mm. I know LeBron is your guy, but give me some of your favorite Kobe moments. Oh, <clears throat> well, all right, I'll be for real for real with you. This is probably a weak Kobe moment, but I'm gonna say it anyway. His final game versus the Jazz. Now, 60. I remember. I remember watching that game. Brother, I think me and you was together when that game happened. I remember watching that game with someone, and I was – because I remember I remember talking trash about Kobe. See, this is just a funny thing. I remember talking trash about Kobe. Because I remember – I know we went to I remember – Something like yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. You right. And there was plenty of jazz. I remember talking trash about Kobe because I was like, 
Well, of course they're gonna force feed him the ball. It's his last. It's his last game. Well, of course I ain't saying it's his last game. And that you would hate. I always refer to Kobe. Yeah, I always refer to Kobe. Um, no disrespect. No disrespect now. But I always refer to Kobe. It won't be no disrespect. Bum, we will always argue. Watch your dag on mouth. It won't be no disrespect. So, don't don't you. So, none of what you said then. So, I come. I remember. <laughs> you ain't gonna come do nothing. You. Watch I got the play right now. Let me speak. Let me speak. Right. So I remember I was watching the game, and I remember just going off about, um, well, of course, they're going to force feed Kobe the ball. It's a shame. You got to put up that many shots just to get that little bit of points. I remember just talking trash about it. But in all reality, I was loving every minute of it. I was loving every minute because the same year, now this is also, this is also news, that I'm a Spurs fan. That same year was when Tim Duncan was retiring. And so they was doing Kobe, Kobe's farewell tour, and I was like, it was must-see TV. It didn't matter who they played. I wish it had been a team like, you know, the Cavs or something like that for the last game to see him go off like that. Um, but to just, you know, continue to just make jokes about, you know, his play and stuff. In reality, I was loving every minute of it. I remember we came into the game. I was like, it would be dope if he broke his 81 points. Knew he probably wouldn't get it, but it was good to see him get above fifty. It was good to see him get that sixty-one. It was, it was, it was. That was one of my favorite Kobe moments, just because for one, me and you was together on that moment. Two, that was his final basketball moment as far as playing professionally. And three, we have to see him go out in style. Ain't it like so wild for Mike to be his idol, the homie that he patterned his game after? And albeit, you know, we know Mike had a little stint in D.C. with the Wizards. His actual uh, last well, game. That should have never happened. Yeah, his actual last game in the minds of so many people was against the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Before he was after the second. And for Kobe. Mm-hmm. And for Kobe to have to with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> now, the reason I, I said I wish it had been like against the Cavs or something like that. Because then you would have saw like a LeBron and Kobe, a moment like that where you have two of the greats, one who's in the prime of his life, and one who's this is his last game. That would have been that would have been memorable. Of course, you would have wanted to see Kobe win. I would have wanted to see LeBron spoil his night, but I still would have wanted to see Kobe get you know the sixty plus points and the highlight reels, the jump shots, the dunks. You know, just to see it because, you know, like we said, we didn't get to see Jordan like that. So it was nice to see our Jordan do that and then to continue to see LeBron doing that now. And my thing is, when LeBron is at so many years in the game, it's scary because you don't see that next definitive star of who's we going to be able to see come next after them. You had you had Jordan, then you had Kobe after Jordan, then you had LeBron come after Kobe. Who in the NBA right now is going to step up to be that same great after LeBron? Because somebody has to be there. So, I know my point was about how it's transcended since Mike from Kobe to LeBron. Now, in each of their respective eras, you didn't have – you know, other contemporaries that have been great in their own right. Mm -hmm. So for you to say that the likes of the stars in today's game, you got your KDs, you got your Steps, Russells, Harden, Giannis. Yeah, but they not. They're making Zion. Which one would you ever put in those three tiers? I believe as of right now for their for his respective body of work I believe that Kevin Durant would be oh no head and shoulders above everybody else if LeBron is in the league right now. No, I, that's what we have to, you know, disagree, brother. Yeah. We can do that. That's you can see. All right, let me ask you this. 
Kobe, Mike, LeBron, in their prime, how many seasons did they ever sit out? Oh, wait. Kevin Durant is a bum. He's a walking tampon. I don't care what model, I don't care what brand, he's a walking tampon. The boy's soft. Cotton soft. I don't, I don't think... I don't think that would be your tongue if Kevin Durant was standing right in front of Charmin, Charmin Quilton. Why? Because he ain't going to do that. You know he got a 7-5 wings. He got a 7-5. He's been a slap taste out your mouth, nigga. His boy got to get here quick. The boy better get here. I tell you that. He ain't going to do nothing. The boy got to get here. I tell you, I'll tell you right now. I got 16 friends that'll stop him before he can reach me. We ain't getting here for all that. Oh, we not. That's the problem with us now, man. We don't want to resort to violence and everything. Okay. Uh. The boy cotton soft. The boy, the boy a punk. No, he wouldn't be having trouble. I tell you right now, if he didn't go to Golden State, he wouldn't have never got a ring. And I'm just being hunted with you. If he ain't never take his hind tail to Golden State, he would have never gotten a ring. Not one single ring. Not one. The boy is a bum. The boy sitting out. So what? Because so what? He's thinking about going. You know. You know the reason why. You know the reason why he left the West. Because he knew once LeBron went to LA and they became to LA, he wasn't gonna get them no rings or no chances to go into the finals. So no, he went. He went to the East to try to get to the finals. And still, if they get to the finals, he's gonna lose because he's gonna go up against one of the two LA teams and he ain't gonna do nothing with neither one of them. I don't even give him a shot going against Houston. All right, so I'm glad. Seven foot one, eight foot wingspan bump. That's a former league MVP. A walking walking string bing is what he is. But he get buckets, though. A walking string bing. Two times going. Jeremy Lin had Lin Sanity at one point. That's a moment. We're talking about over an extensive period. I I ain't seen him do nothing this year. I'll tell you that. Because the boy hurt when he got I out mean, there and, and tried to pull out. He, he got hurt. He got he boy. hurt. It's the, the first boy time he hurt in his career, bro. Twelve years. The boy is soft. The boy. The boy was hurt in the finals last year, bro. Where, so where? Where was this energy at when LeBron missed a couple of games last year? I wait. Hey, what, what, what year is LeBron in? LeBron was back half of his prime. LeBron was back half of his prime. KD is in the middle of his prime. That was the question. I said, name me a season when Mike, Kobe, or LeBron in the middle of their prime sat out a season. Oh, but I mean, that's like a free Still waiting. Well, if the that's boy what... wasn't such a stream being, if the boy would put some meat on his bones, his tail probably wouldn't have got hurt. Well, what if his metabolism is just like that to where he can't retain nothing that he eats? His body just naturally oh, burns and breaks down anything. Look, you see what y'all just did? Y'all just put some meat on. And that's the problem. When KD, eat, when KD even do come back next year, Giannis is still going to be that dude in the East. I can't wait to see him body that little walking string thing. I don't know about all that. I don't know about for all RPG, that. He was- for RPG viewers, I will stop calling KB a tampon. I call him a string bean. He's a string bean from now on. I still don't have you saying none of that if you ever meet Kevin Durant. You better not ever let I us go to the, in the arena because I'm sure going to try to get y'all two connected. I would. I Why don't you what? tell KD how you really watch no game unless LeBron And ran from the boys all off. the way back out east because he hey. ain't want no parts of LeBron hey. James. That's the truth. Tell him how he saw. You tell him how you got you sixteen friends and we lay know, him down. We know how emotional. We know how emotional. We know how emotional the boy is. You can tag him when you post this on on Twitter. You can tag him in it because you know that the burner counts and the boy still soft. You can tag him in it to make sure he know I'm saying this. The boy is scared. The boy was scared of LeBron. The boy couldn't do nothing with LeBron when he was in OKC. He went to go team up and still couldn't do nothing with LeBron. He would not have gotten his rings if his tail had played in OKC. Went to step. Then, then the boy started crying because Draymond called him the B word. Well, you know what? Apparently, Draymond called him as he saw him. He ca- hey, look, he called him as he saw it. That's what he is. That's what he was. 
But look at where the Warriors are. Sympathy MVP. Stars is irrelevant. <laughs> right now, they all out. <laughs> you, you a lot. They all injured. They all injured. Well, where, where, where's State? KD? Because if KD was still in Golden State, he would be injured too. He, was, he, he attempted to bail them boys out, and he got hurt in the process. Did you see how he was lighting uh, Cleveland up? Did you see how he was – I mean, not like – did you see how he was lighting Toronto up before he got hurt? I want to say that boy had what like happened? 14 points in the first quarter or something like that. What happened? He got he came back prematurely because of that dog that's in him. He said, "Man, I can't sit back." He got a dog in him. I can't allow that. Bernie Mac said, "I can't allow that." We gonna split custody. You know poodle, that type of thing. The poodle, the little poodle, the little teacup puppy. I don't got he you got saying. No dog in him. He do got a dog he ain't in got him. No rock. No, he don't. He ain't got no rock. He ain't got no pit. He ain't got no German Shepherd. He ain't got no master. That boy ain't got nothing but a little weaning dog inside that little heart of his. Let me ask you. Let me get out of here with that. This was told me about Kobe Bryant. Don't get me upset talking about this walking street dude, about this this punk. My, let me well, let me ask you this then. <laughs> Healthy, right? As mm-hmm. of right now, mm-hmm. if I say LeBron James, if I say Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, I say Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. I say James mm-hmm. Hart. I say Steph Curry, and I say Giannis Antetokounmpo, who mm-hmm. is the best player amongst all of those players right now in 2020 if they're all healthy. Oh, it's about Shadow Doubt. Shadow Doubt is LeBron James. Dumb question. Do you want my who's second player? Second, you want my who's second the player? second best player behind LeBron James with all those players That's I just named? That's a dumb question, too, because you know that answer. Or maybe it's somebody off the off that may I may not have mentioned. Look, so you already know the, you already know who number one was gonna be. You already know who number two was gonna be. Our number one and number, number two. Number two is gonna be number two. Mm. Yes. Uh, all right, number two would be Kawhi Leonard. That's why I said ironically. Number one and number two can be interchangeable depending on their health. No, no, we're saying health. We saying healthy. Oh, healthy? No, no, no. Healthy. Number one is set. Number two is set. Well, let's number go to three? number three. <laughs> I number three don't, you, to me is a toss up. That's incredulous. Don't do that. Don't do that now. Number three would be rough. It would be what I'm looking for for my team. Because yeah, I would put back. either Steph at number three if I'm looking for shooting. What? Or I would, or I would put Giannis. Kumpo at number three. More than likely, it would be Giannis at number three for me. You know what? Let's get so my back. top three would be LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, and then probably Steph, and then probably. I mean, if you if you give me just off of those, my four would be Kyrie over Steph. I didn't even mention Kyrie. Like Kyrie That's no, it's not. It's incredulous on your behalf. I didn't even mention Kyrie. All right, so we will definitely revisit this. I cannot wait for Kevin Durant to bust you all up next season when he come back healthy. I got KD. I got KD. We can make the bets now. He won't uh, I'm not a gambling man. I left that in 2019. I'm not a gambling man. Yeah, when you lost, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a changed man. Uh, Okay, so... Uh, to piggyback off of what you had said in, in reference to wishing that Kobe's last game would have been against a more formidable opponent mm-hmm. as opposed to the Utah Jazz, I really think that the argument of as to who is the greatest or who is, you know, behind Mike or whatever have you, whatever order you want to put it in, I believe that that would have been settled had LeBron held up his end of the bargain in 2009 and you would have seen Kobe play the Cavaliers in the finals. But he didn't hold up his end of the bargain, and that's why we got hit with the Orlando Magic. So, But, you know, we see, you've seen what we've done to them. That was the year that it should have happened. And yeah, depending I agree. on that series, then, you know, you would have had the, a definitive argument to say, well, 
They went head-to-head. They were clearly the two best players in the league, and we see who got the better of who because I would have argued that, albeit we would have had maybe an all-star or two. I forget if Lamar Odom was an all-star that year. I know Powell was. I don't know if LeBron played with an all-star that year. But I would have said – I would have said that 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 may have been an even matchup. You got Alphas and Kobe and LeBron, and then you got some people, some some. You got more glorified role players on the Lakers on that 2009 2010 championship team than what you would have, you know, probably said on the Cleveland team that year. But if that was the year, if we was ever gonna get it, that was the year that it should have happened. And even LeBron, I seen in the interview, said he just didn't hold up his end of the bargain that year. Well, I say I would have liked it better had it been that same Lakers team and then that first year Miami's team. To me, that would have been the better matchup because you would have had Powell and Lamar Odom and Coach Kobe, and you would have had Flash, and you would have had the King, and you would have had Dinosaur. Let me ask you, bro. I think it's be gay. Let me, no. <laughs> no, bro, that's not what I'm saying. is gay. Oh, I'm just gonna say. All right, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, bro. You know, God rest his wonderful soul. He, Kobe Bryant, leads this year's Hall of Fame class, bro. Oh, by far. Which, which leads me to ask you this for what reference that you just made in regards to Chris Bosch. I am beginning to think that they are offering out sympathy awards for players whose careers were cut short for things and circumstances outside of their control. I'm not saying that he wasn't a talented player. But there had been news reports that you had a lot of disgruntled people that they felt like he was snubbed, I guess, as far as a finalist would be concerned for this year. Do you think that... No, he's not a Hall of Famer. No. He's not a Hall of Famer. And I'm going to say this because... The Chris Bosch that played for Toronto was the was the better Chris Bosch that played in Miami. Now, had he never left Toronto and stayed there and played, I think he could make a better argument than what he's making now. Because now they're giving him sympathy. Now, blood clotting is a serious condition. I'm not making light of no illnesses like that. No, not at but all. However, but however... He was just not that same guy. I understand playing with two other greats. You can't be that same guy. But I would have much more liked it to be like a K a KG type thing, where you see him be dominant for so long solo. Then he leaves the team up with someone right before he's getting ready to uh, retire. Because now they're just looking at it as for one sympathy because of sickness. Two because he got he got a couple of rings with LeBron and uh, with LeBron and uh, Flash. No, I don't believe he might have gotten a ring in Toronto. But that's hearsay. We don't know now. But um, I would have liked to see him stay in Toronto, keep the dread. And he was he was, he was a beast there. When he came to South Beach, cut his hair, and did all that stuff, he just was not the same. Yeah, I remember watching a clip on Undisputed where Skip and Shannon were debating about like the NFL Hall of Fame. Some mm-hmm. comments that the legendary <laughs> Deion Sanders had made to just kind of like convince it to where he is feeling as if the NFL's Hall of Fame isn't reserved for the elite of the elite anymore. Where he more so is like, yeah, you got a lot of people that's getting in just off of like sympathy and things, and that's not what the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame is. He has said, shoot, for whichever respective year it is, that does not mean that you have to put people in there just 
if it's a year where it's like there's nobody that really deserves to be in there, then you just can highlight past, and you can just hope that next year for whoever's eligible, the next year will make it. Uh, shout out to you, Steelers fan. I see your boy Charlie Polamalu finally got uh, got in. Not saying finally, finally, like, finally. I know he's been gone from the game for a little bit. I don't know how many years it takes for you to be retired and eligible for the Hall of Fame in the NFL, but we all knew he was the first. Mm-hmm. First ballot, wonderful player. You got a joy. Uh, you got a Troy Polamalu jersey, don't you? Yes, I do. I got a Troy Polamalu jersey. I got a Hansworth jersey. I got throwback Hansworth jersey, and I got a Mean Joe Green jersey. Yeah, but yeah, Hall of Fame uh, can't be reserving that thing. Like, if it just ain't no Hall of Fame worthy players, it just ain't. I don't mean you got to put somebody in there area just to put somebody in there. Like, to me, like, that should really be reserved for like the elite of the elite. If I had to add my. Um, so, and what that me, <laughs> I know this is short. What got me was. They was they put Ed Reed into the Hall of Fame before Troy, and they put the same position. They were the best at that position during that time span. I think they both should have been in the same time, unless they're going to make one of it, one of the Hall of Fame classes about Ed and one about Troy, which I don't believe they will do. Heck no! I think it's I think it's even greater when you have great players going in at the same time. Like look at like look at this year's Hall of Fame class. Basketball, Tim Duncan, KG, Kobe, all league MVPs, all champions, like yep. all all time greats at their own positions, all that good stuff. But uh, oh, another one. I mean, I know that they just you know had the little montage of LeBron with the reverse dunk, like that was like that was dope. Kobe. Yeah, that was like super dope. Even like his little son did it in like the layup line. That was dope. Um, you definitely I think about retired the uh, Wade jersey in Miami. That's well deserved, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> well deserved. Uh, shout out to D Wade. I I think about the what ifs if you know shout Kobe. Out to Word. <laughs> I, I think about the what ifs as far as Kobe and Shaq, you know, concerned is what titles that they could have gotten. Because uh, what happened in 2004 against the Pistons, that just, like I said, bro, they are forgotten champions. That That is a thing of where it's like y'all are more recognized for how the Lakers came up short as opposed to how y'all actually won that series. But mm-hmm. y'all played together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about – I know the onslaughts of, like, scoring outbursts and things, but, um, you know, me being a Lakers fan, Kobe and Shaq made me a Lakers fan. It was a little stretch there that he was trying to get out of L.A. And I know a team that he mm-hmm. wanted to go for with Chicago. <laughs> now, at that point, that might have been, like, OD with it. You feel me? Like, we know Mike is your idol, but dang, like, now you're going to play for the same franchise he played for. Like, <laughs> um, i tell you what, you wouldn't have been able to tell no Chicago fans nothing had that had happened. Because they would have said, we got Mike, we got Kobe. They know LeBron coming one of these years. Nah, play. Nah, play. Uh I wondered how that would have been. I mean, just to know how remarkable of a man he began began to show the world post retirement with winning an Oscar for you know Dear Basketball and how he was an advocate of you know children's education, an advocate for women's basketball. Let me ask you that: for him to kind of become an advocate for women's basketball to grow. And mm-hmm. elevate, raise the awareness on their game. I know that the ladies often get overlooked in in all sports because you know, not to say that they are not talented, they are indeed, but they may not be as captivating and as as exciting as you know their male counterparts are concerned. So for him to you know become an advocate of women's basketball and things, 
did that do anything for you? Like, did that mean anything? Um, I've always been a fan. I'll tell you right now, when my basketball celebrity crushes Candace Parker. Huh. I love me some Candace Parker. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. But <laughs> I will say. I will say it broke my heart. I had a baby. Never mind. This is I'm, let me. Yeah. I know. I know. But um, I will say here's the thing. I will say I love the fact and I love the idea that Kobe pushed on his basketball so much, and it may be because he had three daughters. I truly feel that there should be more basketball all stars, elite players such as LeBron, such as KD, and players like that. That did push uh, women's basketball more. And and this society and the world we in today, it's all about equality and everything like that. Well, this would be another thing. This would be another way to do it. I mean, come on, have have women's basketball games the same day we have men. <clears throat> if you got to give the fans like an incentive, like you get your price for a certain amount off if you come to a women's basketball game before or after, do that. Do that. Like, make women's basketball. This this will be this is what I think would be so dope. As if they, I, I'm glad what the NBA did with this year's All Star Game last week. But if y'all implemented the women WNBA into this, that would have been dope. If you had unisex teams and uh, just do one big skills challenge involving the players that you selected from the NBA and the players that you selected from the WNBA. Let's have that. Let's have let's have a unisex edition of the All-Star Week. You know how dope it would have been to see, like, um, Garner catch an oop from, like, Chris Paul or from like, LeBron or somebody, or just to see them throw the oops and stuff like that. That would have been dope. Well, I know they have that for, like, the – what they call it? They got like a legend, a male and a female, and they do like certain like activities and stuff. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I you have to correct. Like, I wouldn't want to see just the women versus the men because that's gonna be like total domination. Like, <laughs> like did you that's mean like? Said, yeah, yeah, mixed up. That's why I said like. Like Garner catching a pass from like Chris Paul or somebody catching the oop, that would have been dope. Let me ask yeah, you this. Like, because like, like you say, like coming up in school, like, I would have liked it to have been how you have like LeBron and Giannis be the captain. You pick your first player. The second player has to be one of the opposite sets. So if your first player was a lady, the next player got to be a man. Then so forth and so on. Yeah, because I think we both could agree. Everybody that's in the All-Star game. Don't need to be in the All-Star game. Yeah, it's like the Hall of Fame. Like, why not take some of those, like, bottom of the bench players that nobody really cares about and substitute them with, like, the elite of the elite for in the WNBA? Like you said. Yes. I'll be for real with you. For Team LeBron, I would have put Kev Luka. I would have had Candace Parker, a couple of them, out there just balling. Because I know Diana Taurasi, she like Team LeBron. She mm-hmm. always sports a clean pair of LeBron shoes on the court. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been dope. I think that's what they need to do next is them to implement, like, you know, let's, let's, instead of having NBA, WNBA, let's have one straight National Basketball Association with the elite of the elite, the elite male players, the elite uh, female players, and that's just go out here and ball out. Let me put this to you. Tw- what is it, 24 roster spots for All-Stars? Mm-hmm. Yep, 12 and 12. Uh, why don't you take the seven seven men, 14 men, mm-hmm. and then 10 women? There you go. Because 
you can take your starting fives in this year's All-Star game, and you could be like, okay, deserving for the most part. This player may have been out with injury. I think, because legitimately, like, I feel like it was only like five to seven players on each side that we really cared about anyway. So why not take Huh? Word. And my thing is, I mean, y'all just don't know how to pick players. How did LeBron wind up with Kawhi and Anthony Davis both? Well, I read somewhere that he's a, a big advocate of the of of shedding light on international players that are in the league, which is why he elected to select you know the team that he. Favorite, and I think he's just a dog in his own right. Like, nah, I don't want to play with none of them divas on on that side. I want to play against with you know people that's gonna get it done. And even though LeBron's team and them won, like Giannis and them was fighting, boy. So they was fighting, but did you ever give them a real chance? The same yes. thing happened last year. You know, and here's the thing. This is where I fight with LeBron. I'm looking to build a team that's going to win. I'm going to win. That, that's what the whole thing is about. Winning to provide funds for your charity. I'm not saying that my charity is better than yours, but I want to win enough that my charity gets gets what they want. I want to win. So if I so here's the thing, doggo, if KD was playing, I believe I believe LeBron would have had KD too. I believe LeBron would have had KD, AD, and Kawhi. If that would have been the case, it's a, I, you know, nobody that has any type of sense would have gave them a puncher's chance in that All Star game. I sure as heck wouldn't at all, at all. And I want to I want to ask you about this quickly. Uh, what do you take? Um, would Kawhi win the first Kobe Bryant MVP award? I thought it was very fitting. Very fitting. Like you said, I love the O's that they have paid to Kobe in his passing. I I hope that that is something that they may make a few tweaks to, or maybe they will just, you know, continue to honor him by adding those 24 points to your totals for after, you know, three quarters or having that be like the the benchmark for the the number that needs to be met in order to win the ball game. But very personally, I believe personally, I believe they should have changed the trophy to actually imitate a Kobe Bryant crossover as the actual trophy. Well, let me ask you this: I you I don't know how realistic it would be, or how, I know they've been trying to do it, but they've been they've been I think they've been talking about changing NBA the logo. logo. Yeah, you can't. I would call ideally. I would put the Kobe logo change. Ideally, I know <laughs> you prefer it be Mike's logo, but you know that's this is on personal logo along with Ooh, Nike. And who prefer it to be Mike's logo? Let me finish. I got the flow right now. I got Shoot, the flow right now. Just make sure you ain't saying nothing foolish. Would you? I mean, it's like it's so many memories of Kobe. Like which silhouette of him? Would you actually like want to be like the NBA logo? The one it's that's outside the center. Okay. Okay. That's what I believe the MVP trophy should look like. I believe that they can definitely, you know, make alterations with that. I just think that. As far as, you know, licensing and the technical things that have to do with business, I know that would be very, very difficult. Not difficult, but that would take some time or whatever have you. I wonder if Jerry West actually get, you know, like residuals off of being the NBA's logo because that is his likeness, you know. Yeah, but I wouldn't, you know, even though yeah, anyway. people on these parts, I still, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, did you see? Let me ask you: Have you heard of the All the Smoke podcast with Stephen Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes? 
<clears throat> I've heard about it, but I'll be at to check out any other episodes. Um, Denny Green and them also has a podcast too. I swear, ain't nobody had no podcast until come on somebody hit the airwaves. But I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> All I want to say is we've been in this podcast game for, you know, a little over two years now. And I want to give a special shout out to whoever came on the scene in the summer of 2019 that elected to name their podcast the same thing as this one that you're currently listening to. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, haters, just shout out to Rick all I ask. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But uh, anyway, the reason why I had asked you if you had heard of that podcast is because uh, Kevin Garnett had sat down with the both of them, and he said during his, you know, during his uh, the end of his tenure in Minnesota, he pretty much had chalked it up to saying if if Kobe would have been more hands on in the process of recruiting him and things of that nature, that we could have possibly seen KG and Kobe team up in '07 and '08 or whenever KG became a free agent. But that's the thing. Had he known Kobe Bryant, he would know Kobe would not have done that. Kobe well, I mean, was a dog. But that's why he said, like, you go out and recruit the – well, you know what? Well, I say this, and then I, I'll agree. I, I do agree with you because we know, like, we, we say what if as far as him and Shaq go. Those are two alphas. I mean, Paul, Paul Gasol, yeah, you dope, you talented. Lamar Odom, you dope, you talented. But ain't none of y'all like alphas. Y'all are like legit twos and threes. Y'all are not like alphas mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I agree with you in that sense. KG is an alpha. We talking about the homie that won MVP honors in like 03, 04, bro. So, yep, I agree. And in that moment, although he came in in like 96, 97, yeah, I think he came in right after he, I think he came in before Kobe, yes. Whatever the case may be. That's like two alpha personalities, and like you done already tried that with Shaq, so that might would have been bad. But it was definitely dope to see us go against them, even though we lost to them in 08, but we got them back in 2010. But uh, I think of that. Uh, just- All right, now what is your definitive favorite Kobe Bryant moment. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that clip of some fan oh. some fan that was, you know, I guess trying to get their little fifteen minutes of fame that was just blurring out things from him and he just held up five fingers. Synonymous with his five rings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm still upset, bro. I want them Christmas Kobe high nine tops, bro. I, I really want them sneakers, bro. For, hey, I really want them. I don't own them. Well, I mean, even though like they weren't, they didn't have like his name attached to them. I know that the Hirachi 2K4s was a shoe that Kobe kind of was like the face for before he got his own signature line with Nike. Um, but I don't I don't own a pair of Kobe sneakers. No disrespect, obviously. But his sneakers never really did it for me. But I yeah, I, I you know the only ones I won was the wrestling boots. That's what I'm talking about, the nines. The ones I'm yeah. talking about is like Christmas edition joints, the red and white ones that they came out with that year. Uh, speaking of which, let me ask you this. How did you feel about Nike pulling the plug on all of his products and stuff? No, I, w- I ain't too familiar with that. What happened? I believe out of respect because you had people, <laughs> I mean, exploiting Kobe's likeness for their own personal gain. Well, yeah, but you still don't Nike- have that. Yeah, I've I, I seen a report where they're going to reissue his fifth shoe. You know, he got like that Protro thing where it's like a reissue, but it's just updated technology and things, like the Protro stuff. They're going to reissue the Kobe 5, I believe, sometime next month or sometime in the coming months. And like you said, I mean, you know, like 
everybody that is going to attempt to purchase any Kobe paraphernalia is going to attempt to, ex- well, some people, not all people, some, you know, will keep it like me for themselves. Like I say, you know, you done been over here. You see that Kobe jersey hanging up in my closet. Bro, um, aren't you glad you got that when you got it? Yeah, it was always on my bucket list. Um, I'm definitely going to get a LeBron jersey here pretty soon. But Yeah, you is. Yeah, you is. I don't know which one I want. Mm-hmm. I, t- I tell you, like, the one that I really want, and this might throw some people off, I want the black, black. Miami Heat joint that he – oh, my. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Mass, that, was, that, was, that was mass, LeBron. Yes. I tell you what, I was actually talking about this um, at work. I actually want all three versions, the black Cavs, the black Miami, and the black L.A. jersey of all LeBron. I want all three of those. To me, the Miami is and the I, hardest. And I know, I know you wouldn't have fan of these, but, bro, I don't know why. Ever since a little kid, I was always a fan of these jerseys. I'm, I want the LeBron Christmas blue jersey. Which jersey? I want the shy blue jersey. The orange and blue joints? The blue joints with the Los Angeles and cursive. Oh, but they need to actually come off. But see, when Nipsey Hussle had died, which is why I'm kind of like disappointed for the Lakers City Edition uniforms this year, like look too much like our home jerseys. The last time the 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 city editions that we had that was ill was the the black with the with uh with the ones that Kobe had designed the black and gold joints with the snakeskin coming yeah. on on them. those was ill, and then the uh the was it the Hollywood nice joints the all black jerseys with like mm-hmm. the purple numbers and the gold outline and trim and stuff. I'm like. I really thought after Nipsey Hussle had passed that they were going to kind of kind of do that. Because you see the way the Clippers jerseys is this year? They city edition joints with the font and the, like the gang-related yeah. stuff. Those is too... Even though they're simplistic for like LA being like the like the gang capital, for it to be in that type of font and stuff, those are just too ill. Too ill. Um, and see, they got the hoodies and everything with those. They are. They, those are dope. Let me ask you this. Ain't it a freaking shame that uh, Miami waited to introduce those vice uniforms after LeBron and D-Wade kind of was gone? Them is the Mm -hmm. sexiest NBA today, bro. Could you imagine the colorways they would have with the shoes with those? I'm surprised they didn't because you remember, like, Nike put out the South Beach 8s upon LeBron going to Miami. Could you imagine them jerseys? Shoes not all oh, South Beach, them South Beach LeBrons that had dropped. God, no, those things were so I tried. You, you know me, I'm a I, I got all the sneakers that I want. I can't, I can't force myself to pay what people on eBay is asking for them, even in this point in time when it's been like eight, seven, eight years since they done originally came out. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, like I say, it's still difficult to come to grips with. I'm like T-Mac. It's hard to come to grips with the fact that, you know, he's gone. And and the events that, you know, we had even spoke about in the accident, it's like to fathom what could have possibly occurred and, and how it ended, it really does break your heart. Because we all know that now, we I'll all got... Now, I'll say this. I didn't know that Kobe had started um the Kawhi started using that same helicopter company uh because Kobe had told him to. Well it's what he so had been Kawhi, using for the past two decades to avoid trafficking LA. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I seen that his wife is gonna sue that company. And this was reported by, by that as well. This was a credible source either it was CNN or MSNBC, one of the credible news outlets had put this out. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into whether or not that, you know, that's whatever. But, you know, that hurts, man. It really hurts. It really does hurt. Like I said, I hadn't felt that kind of pain since my grandmama passed and stuff. You thought I was related. 
to that man. I felt numb that whole day and, and, and days after that just felt numb. Super numb. Just didn't feel it didn't seem like um but yeah man uh as always bro definitely definitely appreciate you man we have to come back and politic about some things with just the conversation we had tonight in this kobe tribute i got some ideas and things that i want us to talk about you know it's always great <laughs> when you come home and then we got we got to appreciate you man you don't come home that often you know we done got you two well, times well, you know <laughs> Definitely appreciate that. You know. Well, my brother, we always available. I can we can do another show tomorrow if you want to do another show tomorrow, brother. Yeah, because I got some situations. Uh, I'm gonna got some situations, uh, you know. <laughs> ladies that uh, are married. <laughs> ladies that are married. Ooh. Ooh. Here to let their husbands yeah, know they're they not happily married, but I'm gonna just leave that right there. Yikes! Yeah, we're gonna have to drop that. We're gonna have to drop that one. We're gonna have to drop that one. Yo, lady, that's your lady, but yet she calling me. Uh, and what's she calling to make sure you deliver her package? <laughs> <laughs> we deliver more than packages. <laughs> we deliver more than mail. Hey <laughs> man, uh, what is it? Is it I am Wood three hundred four on Twitter? Tell the people where they can get in touch with you. Hey, <laughs> it is I am Wood on Snap. I am Wood at um on Instagram, Twitter. I'm not that really that active. It may be I am Wood three hundred four. If it's not, it's I am Wood. But I do believe it's I am Wood three hundred four. You can hit us up, any concerns, anything. You can tell that bum player that's in that in Brooklyn so he can hit me up on there as well, that bum Kevin Durant. You can tell him to hit me up on there as well. Anything and everything, it's all good. It's all love. Uh, we want to say, once again, rest in peace to Kobe, his beautiful daughter, and all the other ones that was on board that helicopter on that tragic day, uh, to his family, remaining children, and to his wife. Uh, we give our sincere condolences and prayers and love from here at the Come On Somebody podcast. And, you know, <clears throat> better times and better days will be ahead for everyone. Maddie M's and Wood signing out. I ain't got nothing to follow that. That was beautiful. That's what it is, y'all. Church. Church. <laughs>